welcome hello it's thursday and you know what thursday is beyond small talk day welcome my name is jackie janik i'm a women's empowerment coach helping women uncover their purpose and define their own path in the world and today you are watching beyond small talk real women real conversations elevating womankind one talk at a time and you are in the right place today if you're thinking how do i level up my career like how do how do i level up how do I become more present in my career? And what does those leadership skills look like? Do you ever think like, hey, I wanna lead in this industry, but what does that even look like? So today I'm very excited and she's on to have Joanna, jo I'm sorry again, Joanna Lovering. I've been tripping over my words today, I'm so sorry. And she's at copper and rise and she's going to bring our her expertise and i'm sure she's wearing some fabulous glasses okay i saw joanna and i was like the first thing i noticed was her frames and i was like oh my god you know my day job is in um eyewear i'm just getting those how to rock a really cool pair of frames and that is a branding element of hers. And I'm sure we could talk a little bit more about that. How does that work? Hi. Hi, I'm totally wearing frames, but in order for me to like have the ring light, I kind of have to take them off. But you've been talking about my frames. So Let's now just I'm see like, them. Me, I have two ring lights. Maybe I can figure it out. So like I have two, see? That's okay. I just wanted to be like, we have to see one pair because that's how I noticed you. And I know it's part of, I'm sure your branding and everything. I brought out my, you know, this is my biggest cute. pair. I love my big, big. Yeah. I work in eyewear during my day life. It's been 20 yeah. years. So the first thing I, in marketing. So what did I notice about you? Eyewear. Eyewear. Can I tell you a secret though? Um, sure. I here. Wait. I'm just gonna turn this one off because then maybe, maybe. Okay. I think that's doable, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, so the secret is that I don't need a prescription. These are blue light glasses only. Oh my god. Yeah. Oh my god. So, but you rock them I'm so always, well. Sorry, I'm still like getting situated. Yeah. Um, I've always loved, loved, loved glasses. When I was a kid, I had fake glasses. And so this is like a total thing for me that I'm even wearing glasses. Because that is even awesome. though I don't need them. <laughs> <laughs> I need to hook you up. I need to get yes, a pair girl. for you. And we're going to talk on that. And yes. because I have to say blue blockers is essential, especially as much time as we spend online. And I've been wearing them for now about four years and I can tell when I'm not wearing them so in the beginning yeah. I'm like no I don't know what is it doing yet when I go without them for multiple days I'm like my eyes hurt my eyes no, hurt. And I, so I, at the beginning of the pandemic I was getting those like real serious behind the eye headaches so yes. that I'm so glad that I discovered these and um I mean I have I have a, like a glasses store here at, at the Lovering household. I mean, these are the same ones, but like, maybe should I wear should I wear the blue ones or should I wear the these ones? Which ones do you I like? I like the blue right now. Okay, I think like the blue the, is just like the blue. looks a little marbled with your background. Yeah. Um, I have watched some. Well, first, um, please introduce yourself. I did oh, not hi, do a job this. I love it. <laughs> well, I just came on and I'm like. I'm um, like talking to you like we're we're besties having a cocktail. 
Um, <laughs> well, hi, everybody. And I see one of my clients is here, Issa Mendoza. Hi, hi, hi. Uh, I'm so excited to be here talking with you today, Jackie. My name is Joanna Lovering. I'm the founder of Copper and Rise. Copper is the color of my hair. Okay. And Rise, which is Rise Up in Your Life. I'm an executive presence coach based in New York. I work with clients all over the world. But executive presence is taking control of how you're perceived by others. So I help my clients optimize every way, every data point that someone can make a judgment about you. Hi, Claudia. Nice to see you. So it is essential leadership skills that nobody teaches you, except for me. <laughs> Yay. Well, you found a great niche here. <laughs> yeah, I love what I and do. I really do. That's awesome because I saw you on one of these talks during the pandemic. And of course, I said the glasses. Yet you also talked about like your background and look at my background. I was like, you know, did my own wallpaper. And I've always enjoyed fashion, yet yeah. I've wondered how it applies to me as a brand, as myself, and as I want to evolve more and more into leadership and leadership skills, not only within my industry, um, just in general as a woman leader in the world. And I think we need more women leaders. Um, can you talk a bit about that? Like, I know it's a heavy topic, meaning there's many things you can start with, but like first maybe let's start with personal brand and leadership. Yeah, well, here, here's the thing. Whether we like it or not, everyone is judging us by the way we look, the way we speak, and the way we act. And those are the three pillars of executive presence that I talk about. I break it up into how you look, how you speak, and how you act. And, and I am the first person to say I kind of hate that. I hate that. <laughs> I do. I do. Because, um, you know, I really wish that all of us could be judged on our accomplishments and all of the hard work and achievements that we've had over the years. We and our skills. Hard. Yeah. And yeah. Skills. And the skills of whatever, what we learned and things like that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, I'm a whole person. I'm a whole human. <laughs> and, and I am so much more than the way I look. Right. And, and I say, yes, I completely agree. And unfortunately we are still animals and, First impressions are very long lasting. And what do people use as data for first impressions and second and third? Yeah, it's the way you look, the way you speak, and the way you act. Yeah. Sure, you can so, adjust, people can adjust those judgments of you, but sometimes you only get one chance. Right. So what I do is, I mean, when it comes to personal brands, what I help my clients do is what are the physical behaviors, the manifestation of who you are intrinsically and authentically? And then how do we show that to the world? So that, that's the important key. I'm just going to keep rolling here, Jackie. 
hope you don't mind. Yeah, no, no. I just, I mean, your energy is off the charts. I love it. So, and I've been, so I'm sure that's part of like your look, speak, act, right? Yeah. And my look, speak, act. You don't always have to have a lot of energy. That's for sure. Yeah, but. Yeah. How about if you were like in an interview, in a meeting, etc. So like my look, speak, act. I usually always look like this. I love having blonde hair. I always yeah. wear like hoop earrings. I, yeah. Right now I have a Metallica T-shirt on. Yeah. However, the one thing is my accent. I feel like I have a harsher New York accent that sometimes it's not always interpreted, equating to like maybe my um, Your, wit. You, you know, yeah. like they're like, oh, well, this. Well, listen, you're talking to an Italian Jersey girl (laughs) who, you know, if I go have one glass of wine, I start talking like this, okay? (laughs) So I understand the accent thing. And and here's the thing. Uh, Mm -hmm. I want to be super, super clear that optimizing your executive presence is not about changing who you are, okay? It's not about being more extroverted if you're an introvert or being more charismatic, or it, it's not about that. Because who you are is exactly who you're supposed to be and perfect. But what I do wanna stress is that there are many, many, many different parts of who you are that you can choose for a particular audience. And that's mm. how I discovered what executive presence is because I have this story that I was working in this, the most amazing job I ever had. I loved it. I was kicking ass. And I went into my annual performance review. First page was glowing. All of the ways that I am kicking ass at my job, getting results, going above and beyond, all of that stuff. And then the second page was about what they called competencies, which is how you do your work. And I started getting feedback like my laugh was too loud and I was intimidating to people. And yeah, right. And I like, let's not even talk about the quality of that feedback for a second because yes. I have many things to talk about there. <laughs> but, but the point is, that I was walking into that office every day doing default Joanna. Mm-hmm. And default Joanna is like, is, is pretty fucking good, yeah. if I do say so, right? Default <laughs> Joanna got into an Ivy League graduate school. Uh, Joanna, default Joanna got awesome uh, companies on her resume, like JetBlue and L'Oreal and Tiffany and company. Like default Joanna is pretty damn good. The thing is that as we move forward in our careers and we start to meet different people that are probably higher and higher up in the ranks, we need to adjust the default. We need to have choices that are still a part of our personalities, but choices so that we can match energies in the room and come off in the best light to certain people. That's what executive presence is. It's about choices. 
That is awesome. And I love how you said matching energies in the room. So it's, again, know your audience, know where you're showing up, and yep. know what part of your default. I love how you said that, default. Yeah. My default Jackie. What part of default Jackie is beneficial to show up at this moment, right? Because, right. like you said, getting on and talking like we're BFFs with cocktails isn't the best default characteristics of ours if we're going for an interview or exactly. we're presenting at a meeting we have a exactly. big me I have a big Our meeting conference. coming up in December yeah, yeah. and exactly. I'm like how I show up there is not how I'm showing up when I'm going out with the girls or taking right. my daughter somewhere or going on date night it's just like different you're right got it it's, got it's it. still it's still you it's still me yeah. but it's just different facets of me that are still authentic but, you know, as gregarious and energizing as I am, I also have the ability to be a damn good listener and someone mm -hmm. who doesn't talk as much. So there are certain scenarios where that is optimal. <laughs> you correct me up. That's, yes. And that's a great um, attribute of a coach, right? I was talking yesterday with a fellow coach on uh, Leora. She's got us on the go. We had a pod yesterday. And she was talking about holding the space. Like, you don't always have to fill space with words, right? And if you know that, it works. So that's great. Yeah, um, I think I, that is, oh, that's blowing my mind a little bit because I think that is the essence of the feedback that I got all those years ago about how mm -hmm. I can take over in meetings, I can intimidate some people. It's because I always felt like I had to fill the space. Okay. And, and frankly, filling the space had more to do with my own insecurities than anything else. 100%. Okay, and how Jackie. many people out there? Yeah, how many people out there know right now someone that they work with in your world where people fill the freaking space all the time? All the time. All the time. Which is, you time. know, one of the things that I teach my clients all the time is how to use pauses and silence to their strength advantage. So, in other words, you actually show more strength, especially in one-on-one -on -one situations where you ask an open-ended question and then you just shut up. Okay. The other person is forced to speak and it is a power move. You know, you say, I, well, I charge $5,000 for that. And people usually figure it out on their own. Yeah. My part of door coaching. I always say, I don't do any of the heavy lifting. That's why I love it. I just show up. I'm really great at asking one open-ended question and I hold the space for you. And I can tell when you get uncomfortable, you want me to fill the space. And I don't because I'm not uncomfortable. That's right. what you're paying me for. Right. right, right. And then you the keep on talking. Yeah. And keep talking, talking. And most of the time you will come to the answer all on your own and it's way better than me telling you an answer. So of course. Awesome. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Can we talk a little bit about leadership? I've been reading a lot about leadership lately and I really want to know what is your definition of it and how do you help your clients embrace their inner yeah. woman leader? You know, so often I ask, let's say, prospective clients or someone that has a consultation, well, are, are you a leader? And they say, no, I don't have anyone reporting to me. And I say, 
Oh, <laughs> hold on, lady. That doesn't necessarily mean that you're not a leader. So the 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 old school, like real textbook definition that I learned in grad school in my org psych class, org psych 101, is a leader is anyone who has followers. And I don't mean followers like like soldiers that that will follow your every rule, but anyone that looks to you for any sort of guidance, direction, ideas, anything like that. So it actually has nothing to do, in my opinion, with positional power or your title mm -hmm. at work. It has everything to do with how people view you. How do they perceive you? And so I think that everyone can be a leader. You just have to display some behaviors that are science-backed leadership behaviors. Things like asking open-ended questions instead of closed-ended questions. Things like taking temperature checks in the middle of a meeting to make sure that everybody's okay. You know, even little things like that, it doesn't have to be, you know, I'm leading a, a project team. So everybody can be a leader. They just have to have one or more followers. I totally agree. That's such a nice way to look at it because I think people get confused that managers, just because you're a manager, doesn't mean you're a leader. Listen, right? listen. <laughs> I know a lot of managers who are not leaders, okay? So that is a whole other IG Live. But the reason why I got into this business, the reason why, I mean, I, I have years of experience in leadership development where I was standing up in front of 30, 40, 50 people teaching them how to stop sucking at being leaders, okay? <laughs> and every time I would tell people that, they're like, oh, can I send you my boss? I'm like, yes, yes, you can. <laughs> so the thing is that we're caught in a bit of a conundrum because typically people advance in the ranks at work because of their technical achievements, you know, being a really good designer mm -hmm. or being a really good attorney. But nobody teaches you all of the soft skills stuff that's actually in some ways more important <laughs> than being a good designer. Once you start leading a team, it's actually more important to be a good leader than a good designer. You know, one, one of my most fun jobs, actually, uh, I worked for Daily Burn, which is a fitness app. And mm -hmm. I had a team of 27 remote workers. This was in 2014, before Zoom was even a thing, and I was using Zoom. But all of those people were either personal trainers or registered dietitians or nutritionists. I am none of those things. Like, do <laughs> not ask me the correct form for a deadlift, okay? So I'm managing a bunch of people that I do not have expertise. Like, our expertise does not match. And it still went really, really well. And I'm still in touch with so many of them today because I'm a damn good leader. 
And so I could be vulnerable and say to them, that's another leadership quality, by the way, is vulnerability. But I could say to them, hey, guys, I don't know the right answer here. I don't know what a diabetic should eat and not eat. It's, it's, I think it's something about sugar. I don't know. <laughs> but, but I could teach them how to engage with their client, how to ask questions in the most effective way, how to build a coaching engagement with their clients. So even if you don't have the same technical expertise, you can still be a kick-ass leader. That's my point. hundred percent. Yes. Yeah. I follow Brene Brown. I've read yeah. her books. I love Brene you Brown Brene and her definition. Brene my favorite? Yes. She doesn't know that we're uh, best friends, but we are. <laughs> she doesn't know, like, I kind of stalk her. And yeah, totally. And I know totally. too much about her life. And yeah. then <laughs> one day I'm going to show up at her door, right? Yeah. Um, in Austin. I was like, oh, don't let me get to Austin. My sister lives in Austin. I was like, oh, you live in Brene Brown City. Just like, like Ted Lasso. <laughs> yes, Issa. Oh. Thank you. Ted Lasso is one of my favorite, favorite shows. And yeah, taught me a lot about leadership. That is sure. Yep. I have anyway. to watch that because um, with Brene, she talks about, you know, seeing the potentials in others and be willing to nurture it. Right. Yeah. And that just clicked in my head because I feel like in the workplace, especially with women, and we were talking about this a few pods ago, is that are we always supporting each other? Like truly supporting each other? Do we really? Yeah, exactly. We roll our eyes because we don't. And for me, I started really supporting as a leader because I chose to do it. I set an intention. And in my current day job, I've had three three marketing managers grow up and out. And I said, because that's what a leader does. That's I'm not trying to does. keep them down in here. Um, and they all bloomed and blossomed like they did that. And I was like, that's because that's what I'm choosing to do. I'm not yeah. trying to keep them here for 15, 20 years I'm in my job. Also, just one quick, another thing of a leader that is one of my favorite parts is the hard conversation, right? Mm. To willing to have those uncomfortable, hard conversations that many managers try to shut down, not have, we're not talking about it. I like thrive when you start saying things and people start getting really uncomfortable and squirmy and like their faces are like looking all around no 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 I'm right here and I'm like we're gonna have a hard conversation I love it because I've I've been trained and working and doing that and been sitting in it like I've been in the right yeah. and what you the ROI on that is just so worth that like few minutes of uncomfortableness for what you get out of those type of conversations and I think you need to know how to have them, right? Well, yes. And they're, and one of the things that I teach my clients, especially that are in my presence studio cohort mastermind, is how to give that feedback in a direct and compassionate way. So direct compassion is, or compassionate directness is the most important piece when you're having those tougher conversations. But in the end, they lead to trust. And mm. that's the, as a leader, you need your people to trust you. That's the most important thing. So you, like lying is out the window, forget it. Or, or pussyfooting around or covering things up to make it seem softer. We can still be direct and compassionate at the same time. 
Yeah, 100%. And I know we're almost to the end, but real quick, there was a, and my company, an old timer, he passed away, but was like a dad to me. And one meeting we had, we were all talking and everyone was offering, um, you know, their insight, everyone, cha -cha. at the end of the day, he looked at us all and he goes, this isn't a democracy, it's a dictatorship, I'll get back to you. And I was like, okay, maybe that it's old school, but I was like, thank you for being honest. Like, you were being honest. Yes, everyone's like, oh, we were going to take... He was a little jokey, but he wasn't. He was honest. Yeah, yeah. He was like, thank you. And I, like you said, with the trust and honesty, I, number one, did I like what he said? Not really, but whatever. I appreciated the straight-up honesty. Like, straight-up yeah. honesty. I love the truth. And yeah. It just feels so much better, because I know the next Sometimes. thing that he's going to tell me is probably the truth. Sometimes we just need someone to make the decision. It doesn't even matter what the decision is. Sometimes yeah. we just need someone to make the damn decision. So I get that. And hi, Bella Bombshell. Hi, Steph. Okay. Oh, because nothing keeps you stuck more than being non-decisive. Being yes. non-decisive oh keeps you stuck. You will never move. And I had a coach teach me that they're like, just make a decision. And if you don't like it, guess what you can do? You can change your mind. I was I like, know. oh, no way. This isn't always the way to go. Right. It's not. It's not. Well, oh my God, this is just an awesome conversation. We have to connect offline because yes. I have to hook you up. Yeah. I have some other opportunities that I'm thinking that I just want to pick your, uh, not pick your brain. I want to talk to you about opportunities with my day job and things like that because we need you here. We need you. So. Oh my God, thank you. Well, I would love to talk to you. you and anyone else that's watching. Find me on Copper and Rise on Instagram. And also my website is www.copperandrise.com. Please follow Jackie. Her chit chats with, I mean, a lot of my friends actually, and people that you, you're you like in the friends circle. On here. <laughs> yes, women supporting women. Yes. Yes. So Thank follow you, Jackie. She's a fantastic coach. And Jackie, thanks Thank so you. much for having me. I really appreciate it. Yeah, thank you so much, Joanna. And follow her, Copper and Rise. Copper and Rise. Thank you so Copper much. Copper and Rise. Copper, now I get it. Copper and Rise. Yes. Thank you, Beyond Small Talk community. Thank you so much. Have a Bye, great one. Everybody. Bye. See ya.